0: Hi, I'm Dan Wally Baker, filling in for Al Tharp. Welcome to Vietnola, the show about being Vietnamese in New Orleans, coming to you straight from the Big Easy.
1: Xin chào quý vị. Đây là bài Vietnola, chương trình phát hành về cộng đồng Việt Nam ở New Orleans từ thành phố.
0: Today on the show, we've got some ancient wisdom, some lessons on being a polite Vietnamese person, and a conversation with our guest, Paco Roberts. Born and
1: raised in Puerto Rico until he was 10, Paco was first introduced to the culinary world through family kitchens, including that of his grandmother. He eventually attended the Culinary Institute of America in New York City as a method of avoiding medical school, and went almost immediately to cooking at two Michelin star restaurants in Spain. But it was a much less glamorous part of his culinary education that brought him eventually to Asia. It was his work at a small Vietnamese restaurant in New York that gave him a whiff of the adventure he might have. Shortly after graduation, Robert was asked to join... Sorry, you have to edit that out. That's not his name.
0: Uh, Oh, it's your last name. That's (laughs) why.
1: Who's Robert? (laughs) I'm going to start from shortly after, okay? okay? Shortly after graduation, Paco was asked to join a Sa- Saigon native chef to open a restaurant in Vietnam. With much apprehension from his family, he packed up his knives, and what was intended to be a three-month stint in Vietnam turned into a year-plus adventure as head chef of a contemporary Vietnamese restaurant in Saigon called Su. Today, he joins us in New Orleans to talk about his current project, Dinner Lap, a supper club with varying menus and locations on each occasion. Dinner Lab has been called, quote, a fight club meets food, but without the violence, unquote. It has been hailed as the most exciting solution to the dearth of ethnic restaurants in town. Next week, Dinner Lab is presenting a 15-course Vietnamese banquet. Hi, Paco. Hello. Um, I'm going to just start off by saying Dan and I are completely able to be bribed. We are not about awesome. independent journalism so you know it should be pretty easy though. <laughs> 15 <laughs> courses yep we're both emotionally and psychologically ready for this just mm-hmm. in case you need some tasters, or if you want a lifetime of positive feedback on this show
0: if it were only 10 courses or if you decide to bump it up to 20 I'm happy to be there <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're,
2: we're still going through a couple of them in our mind and We'll need some tasters.
1: There you go. <laughs> I am. I can. I can attest to the authenticity. You know. And
2: we'll definitely need that.
1: And I hear there's maybe some plans for snakes.
2: Yeah. Um, late night drinking always led to <laughs> finding some hole in the wall that had some mysterious flask filled with a snake and some white liquor.
1: Um, Are you going to bring in the karaoke tradition into the dinner lab? You know, now that you say that, we should. (laughs) We definitely
2: need a karaoke machine and have everybody. (laughs) I mean, they're going to be hammered after 15 courses, so why not? Um, And some good old...
1: (laughs) You have to make sure they sing out of (laughs) of key, like many Vietnamese do. do. Out of key won't be a problem. Um,
2: (laughs) Maybe maybe we should bring a big big screen. so. uh, um, Yeah, that's a great idea. And
1: they know Vietnamese karaoke too not just karaoke
2: so instead of a mariachi band (laughs) we'll just bring a bunch of people from um new orleans east and just start singing some a traveling a
0: traveling karaoke crew (laughs) yes can round from table to table
2: yeah
1: again i'm happy to help
0: (laughs) now they will need to
2: help
1: actually what's really funny is because of the commonality of karaoke tradition in Vietnamese American culture, when I started playing folk American folk music, I refused to sing for years because I just grew up thinking, you know, you don't see a lot of Asian football players, you know, you see a lot of Asian professionals. There's just things that make more sense for certain cultures, and singing's not one of them because I've seen so many of my parents' friends like, useful humans doctors pharmacists and then they get behind a microphone and they have no clue how out of tune they are so i just thought it's like a cultural phenomenon that i'll never i'll I'll never be able to sing and it took like years of me playing folk music before i would even open my mouth
2: years or heavy heavy drinking late night combination combination
1: Combination, (laughs) possibly because
2: usually it takes me the latter
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but you i also know you can you can karaoke in vietnamese and that correct
2: yeah yeah <laughs> um nha cheng is the restaurant
1: there's a there's yeah in uh new orleans, east. New orleans yep.
2: east yes i've made an appearance there once
1: do you want to talk a little bit about your time in vietnam
2: yeah so vietnam in 2005 um was when i was there um shortly after graduating culinary school um, I was helping a chef open up a restaurant in New York City, and he's like, well, before that, um, let's go to Vietnam and um, if you can help me open up a restaurant there. And so I went over there and...
1: If you can make it there in Vietnam, you can make it anywhere. Yeah, was that his,
2: yeah, <laughs> Pretty much, you know, let, let's learn and, you know, get, get a taste. I, you know, I, I knew very little about Vietnam and, you know, very little about the food I'd, besides what I had eaten um, at his restaurants. So I went there. Is and he Vietnamese or no? Yeah, he's Vietnamese. Okay. Bao okay. his name, um, and we went. Uh, we traveled over there together, um, and then he essentially dropped me off and said, "Well, I'll be back in three months." Um, <laughs> left me with a Vietnamese uh, sous chef with a n- kitchen that was still under construction. Um,
1: and nominal English, n- you said 2005. You said,
2: "Yeah, I, I mean, I I didn't know any Vietnamese. Mm-hmm. My sous chef knew minimal English, so um, it was a lot of pictionary." <laughs> um I had a color palette and a drawing board and i'd draw something and i say we need draw a carrot and then point to a yellow carrot uh,
1: so, so there wasn't a lot of like in-depth discussion on techniques modern techniques <laughs> no <or> i mean <laughs> the
2: co- co- i mean food and and food and you know cooking itself was that that was our language you know mm-hmm. it was very you know we put a cutting board next to each other and we, you know, did our thing and kind of shared ideas that way. It was not minimal talking and, and more actually doing. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and how did you find the level of culinary training when you came there amongst folks who are, were from there at the time?
2: So when, we were, when I was hiring, um, the employees would come with... Their resumes, and I would quickly throw them in the garbage can because I couldn't read them. <laughs> well, that's a start. Yeah, and, <laughs> and and then and then I would essentially have you know five six folks come into the kitchen, and it'd be more like a tryout, like a soccer tryout. Mm-hmm. And I'd have five and six, and we all cook together. I was developing the menu for the restaurant at the time, so I just give each um, chef a task to do, and just kind of how we work together is how how i hired them you know so it, you it, had
0: it w- you had your own miniature version of chopped right there yeah <laughs> i mean it, it literally was i mm-hmm.
2: probably went through 50 candidates and picked 10 of them wow. um and you know that lasted you know probably a couple couple weeks to a month so yeah so it was a uh, a, a mini version of tryouts or chopped if you will
1: except um, no one spoke the same language like, yeah there was <laughs> n- n-
2: not much being spoken at the time um, <laughs> i knew very minimal words um hurry up This tastes good. (laughs) This tastes bad. Um, (laughs) Colors, some vegetables, um, Uh and I did go to the. There was a university close by, so I did take some Vietnamese classes. Oh,
0: good. Which you
2: know,
0: kind of helped. So, do the same hiring techniques work here in New Orleans? Just throw the resumes out, (laughs) throw them (laughs) them in a kitchen. You know, to me, turn some intense music on and see
2: who's got it. To me, that I having done that (laughs) at such a young age of, of. being a manager and hiring and being in that position, mm-hmm. I tend to veer towards that. You know, a resume you could have worked at the best restaurants, but if we don't work well together, then, then At the that, end of the day, at any the end job of the day. right, exactly. yeah. where you
1: have to work with people yeah, if you don't like each other Yeah, exactly. And it's just not going to work no matter how smart. Or... Yeah.
2: So it was, you know and, and the way, and it was very important there because the way we developed dishes, me being very young at the culinary Vietnamese culinary world I knew a lot of techniques that i've developed along the along the time that i've worked in different restaurants but vietnamese um palate you know i knew very little i'd had a banh mi some pho but to the authentic extent not much mm-hmm. so the way dishes got developed i would make something and then essentially hand it over to the staff and make this taste vietnamese oh interesting or mm-hmm. so
1: they put nook mom in it they put you fish know, sauce <laughs> lots, yeah fish sauce lots of sugar uh, <laughs> that's a southern thing that is not a northern thing we would okay. go through, <laughs> through pounds and
2: pounds of sugar it was a, a astronomical amount of sugar and or they would make something and then i would apply some of the techniques that i would like so it was a very collaborative effort between the staff and i
1: how old were you at the time and had you been to asia by i had that never time?
2: been to asia i was 25 uh-huh um first time to asia loved it so what ter- what was supposed to be a three-month stint ended up being about a year and change by choice by choice <laughs> i had my vespa nice what color it was white okay. although it didn't really stay
0: white too many too
1: often <laughs> that saigon air <laughs> yeah
2: beautiful air.
0: so as a western who's never traveled in asia or visited vietnam what sort of the most striking first first uh impression Lots of motorbikes. Motorbikes. Mm
2: -hmm. Yep. Um, Trying to to get from one end of the street to the other side of the street is much like playing the game of Frogger. Two steps up, (laughs) one step back, three steps up, two steps back, and kind of looking at the driver's eyes and seeing if you can get across. That was a phenomenon that was new to me and I found it amazing. True courage. Yeah, true that courage. You true know, it's courage. like stepping on an ant pile. They all know what direction they're going. They don't bump <laughs> into each other. It's organized chaos. It was lovely. <laughs> uh.
1: And now now that you're back in the states, done much Vietnamese cooking?
2: Yes and no. I'm when at home, I'm from Puerto Rico, so I cook Puerto Rican food. My wife is from Texas and her ancestries from Mexico. Some Mexican food is cooked at home. And from the restaurants that I've worked in the past, Italian and Vietnamese. So I, I I I that's kind of the my go-to when when I need some something homey.
1: Let me ask you. I mean, I grew up with Vietnamese food and so that's probably why I like it. You know, right. I, and it's hard for me. You know, and growing up, I was actually really embarrassed about it when friends would come over. I mean, I liked what my grandma made, but it was hard to explain. Like, no, I know it has a picture of fish heads on it, but it's really good if you just <laughs> put it in your <laughs> soup. Yeah, put a little macaroni and cheese.
2: Taste <laughs> awesome. mm-hmm.
1: No, you, and it's really fishy. It's very strong tasting, and it's now like a thing. It is. You know, on Magazine Street, there's five new Vietnamese restaurants within the past seven or eight months. There's that kind of higher end Vietnamese restaurant, like the it's what's it called? It's in one of those hotels, maybe Le Cirque Hotels. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. It's like a thing. And and so what is it that has made it a thing for Westerners? I th-
2: I think it's very simple. Mm-hmm. There's um simple and, you know, the you know there's there's not you know there's a lot of herbs there's a lot of flavors but when you get down to the actual makings of a dish it's you know very it's very i don't know i, I, I think it's 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 the simplicity of it that makes it you know so welcoming to hmm. somebody you don't really they don't really tell you there's fish sauce in something you know, <laughs> if you went to the kitchen and perhaps saw you know the smells that were going on in the making they're strong For, smells. yeah they're yeah. very strong and you know fermented bean curd you know fermented this you know fish sauce and all all these different aspects but when you get that bowl of pho or the banseo it's like all those combinations of of flavors are are very welcoming
1: yeah i mean i think so but i grew up with it you know and so it's it's really interesting to me that it's become like sushi here you know it like has. people are really into getting like a bun mi sandwich or actually for my housewarming party i had a you know diy banh mi buffet mm-hmm. and people were just so excited and it's like an incredibly simple thing yeah. but it's it's the it thing right now it is it <laughs> so talk about this 15 course meal
2: so after sue, the snakes after the snakes so <laughs> sue we'll probably bring the snakes towards the end <laughs>
1: Actually, let's back up and talk about Dinner Lab, the various locations you've done, and the various themes you've done. Yeah, what's far. the
2: concept? So the con- Dinner Lab started <clears throat> at a bar. Trying we're to all say, great. <laughs> we're all great ideas. We're all good ideas. Are born. We, were trying to think, we were trying to pick a place to go eat, and we couldn't really find... We wanted something different. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really couldn't land on something that we wanted to go eat at because we had already been there or the places we had been. Just, you yeah. know, we wanted... Something. There's
1: not a huge variety of ethnic food in New Orleans.
2: Yeah, there's not. And and even and even Vietnamese, um, it's different. But when you go to the different Vietnamese restaurants, you know, they, they all, a lot of them offer a lot of the same
1: Same stuff. things, yeah. Um, a lot of southern dishes. So I was telling
2: about my time in Vietnam and... You know, when I was there and, and I went back recently a couple of years ago, I didn't have pho once. I didn't have a me once. You know, I had a bunch of other different things that mm-hmm. are everyday common things that aren't on the menu here.
1: Like what? <sighs> Banquan?
2: Yeah, Kwan, uh bolalot. Oh, um, uh-huh.
1: And you, did you like that?
2: I, I love Bologna. Yeah,
1: it's hard to find those things here. Mm-hmm. Even Ben Quan they do it in a southern way. They don't do it in the really thin way that yeah. they do it back in Vietnam.
2: The you know go go uh vu uh-huh, go uh-huh. breast. Um love that stuff. It's illegal. Um but <laughs> so I guess that's why they don't yeah. serve it here, but I, I try to get Daniel to find me some um
1: <laughs> our, our our previous guest. <laughs> <laughs> he is your purveyor <laughs> for all vietnamese culinary contraband yeah I, I went
2: to him i was like so daniel can you find me and i just started rattling <laughs> off all this list. he's like well i can get you that that's illegal so i can try but i'll have to see um but it, it, yeah, that was a fun conversation
1: <clears throat> not true not true. it never happened never happened
2: <laughs> so so yeah so so it started at a bar we were trying to eat somewhere um we had a young lady that had um, that had cooked for one of our friends before at her house. Um, she had recently uh, moved to New Orleans, and she is uh, from Thailand. And she cooked; she cooks amazing Thai food. And she was working at a Thai restaurant in town, but she was a, a back server or something like that. And we were thinking like, why is she a back server, not actually, you know, in the kitchen cooking? Because her curries are amazing just hmm. her, you know she's young but you know amazing amazing food that so we're like oh let's just call her up and you know have her cook us a meal um and then this idea of like how you know in a restaurant there's one chef and usually very talented staff that works with them and if you if if they were to open up their restaurant the chances that the menu that they're cooking that evening at the sh- uh, at the restaurant it would probably be very different. So uh-huh. this idea, this kind of combination of ideas of like trying to find some diversity and then also building a platform for these up and coming chefs who are wanting to express themselves or cooking the foods that they would cook for their friends and family on a Sunday evening, mm-hmm. um, or
0: or whenever their friends called from the bar. Yeah, <laughs> like so, what you get? what you got in your kitchen? <laughs> um, exactly. Are you off?
1: So does your so. You you have one chef that rotates for each occasion?
2: No, so we um we do about two events a week.
1: Oh a my gosh, a week.
2: Yeah, two events a week and then we change the chef and then we change the location. Each week. Each week. Correct. Wow. Um so and then we are based at New Orleans and then we have an office in Austin and also a dinner lab in Nashville.
1: Yeah, I read that you just opened a dinner just lab. Yeah. Some locations. I know one of them oh yeah because it's my boxing gym
2: oh yes which has we were on the gym the kitchen was on the (laughs) it was awesome it was the first time i'd like leaned back against the uh ropes uh, against the ropes it was really cool (laughs) hit (laughs) Um, me with your best shot yeah
1: (laughs) did your guests and these are i mean this is a pretty probably a pretty sophisticated crowd i mean it's what how how much is it per head
2: you know the crowd the so the membership is a hundred bucks a month i mean not a month a year oh really yeah okay membership and And then each meal and then each meal ranges anywhere from 50 to 65 dollars but it's all inclusive so Uh it's usually it's five courses or more
1: or 15 or 15
2: (laughs) um and you know beverage so sometimes we pair all the meals and if we don't pair it we'll have um a couple of different wines a couple of different beers a couple Mm -hmm. couple different cocktails and so beverage the food, tax, gratuity—it's all included. So you know, it's pretty reasonable. It's, it's
1: not a bad value, but it's no. definitely not like the student crowd. And I'm thinking of the boxing gym, which does not have a flush toilet; it has an outhouse. It has an outhouse. How did yeah. that go over? So <laughs> we yes. use
2: the the theater that's right next door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we use exactly. their restroom. Okay. We br- we bribed them. <laughs> that
0: makes so sense. So the format seems to lend it, lend itself to small plate in a wider variety would yeah. you say
2: yeah yeah just to kind of show if, if we're showcasing uh you know a certain chef we kind of want to see the breath, a, the, breath the breath of, of where him. he goes
1: what, where are some other interesting locations that you've staged these dinners at
2: we've done a beautiful renovating church they're usually kind of
1: the opera house Mary opera house
2: no it's this church this uh gentleman owns has bought several different churches in the area and has been kind of renovating them one was on felicity street right off of where magazine kind of breaks oh okay and it was amazing the mm-hmm. the lighting it was on the the, the church was a two floor it was a uh, was on the second floor and you can see the bottom floor with the lighting it was it was spe- spectacular um where else have we done Kind of all sorts of different places. Mm-hmm. I, w- I usually never know where we're going, which is awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah. And where is the the, the Vietnamese-themed yeah. dinner going to take place at? I can't tell you. Oh. <laughs>
2: not, not to, like, because then the, we, we usually don't, we, well, oh, not usually. We, we never, we, we release the location 24 hours before. Mm-hmm.
1: So do the members, how far in advance do they have to notify you that they want to?
2: So we usually release the tickets. So there's no cash exchange. We do everything on a ticket base. Mm-hmm. So you, when <clears throat> you're a member, every Wednesday you'll get an email saying these are the next two dinners that'll be usually like probably like three weeks away, mm-hmm. and then they'll buy the tickets um, to wow. the show and Couple weeks in advance. And then 24 hours before the event, we'll release the location. Oh my
1: gosh! <laughs> and unfortunately for our listeners, you're all booked up. Isn't that correct?
2: For membership yeah so we'll probably open it up um here in a little bit but we're trying to as we're growing kind of make sure that we are managing the members that we have right now
1: excellent excellent well i'm going to ask you to bring us into our next segment which is called vietiquette and it's a little something that you find kind of fun or interesting about vietnamese culture either vietnamese american culture or vietnamese culture in vietnam so what did you bring for us today
2: so when I was living in Vietnam and working there, I got into an, not an altercation. I just, I had a problem with something that was going on in the kitchen. And I was somewhat reprimanding one of the chefs, or at least demanding some answers to what was going on. And she started laughing. And I was, looked at my sous chef. I was like, this is not very funny what I'm talking about. <laughs> Why is this girl laughing? And we couldn't really communicate very well for obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> and I started getting even more mad and she started laughing even more. And I just had to walk out of the situation. And then the owner of the restaurant tells me, well, you know, in Vietnamese culture, when people get nervous, they, they, they laugh to kind of, re- that's what I was told.
1: Relieve stress.
2: To kind of relieve the stress yeah. to which kind of. Was kind of awakening because it it had happened a couple of times before. He had told me this. <laughs> you I was, I you were I taking it personally. Yeah, I was taking it very much. Her like, mother, <laughs>
1: you doctor <docked her> pay. <laughs> yeah, I was like,
2: you better watch out. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> I mean, a couple of shows ago, a few shows ago, we had someone discuss, um, her vietiquette contribution, which was saving face. Mm-hmm. And I think it kind of goes together. Yeah. you know, you don't. It's not good to show anger. Mm-hmm. You know, so. You know, sometimes there will just be a s- very stern tone of voice when your parents or, frankly, my parents are talking to me about certain topics. Or if it's, like, more of a work situation where it's more adults, yeah. you know, and it's not such a extreme gap in age, yeah. then the laughter thing. Yeah. The,
2: it, it, now that I know about it, I know how to deal with it. I know, <laughs> it just, it's just not knowing was, was tough.
1: Right, mm. so I'm not laughing at you, Dan Wally. I'm just nervous. But that's <laughs> I'm that's just pretty much so <laughs> nervous around you. It's still <laughs> confusing. <laughs> um, another funny thing you pointed out was the toothpick thing. The toothpicks,
2: yeah. So, eating at the table, even the young ladies would just pick up toothpicks and go to town in the middle of meals,
1: and, <laughs> like totally go to like, town, just
2: you know, <laughs> at the dentist style. <laughs> Which at first was like, wow,
1: <laughs> so graceful in so many ways, and then the at, at least they did out. cover their mouth. Yeah, because, there is the mouth covering the as math. if nobody knows yeah, what they're no, like, doing because they're covering their mouth. It's
0: courteous, you know, no projectiles.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> <It's so> disgusting. <laughs> uh, just making room for the next course. Uh, <laughs> Paco, thank you so much for coming on the show I'm really excited to hear about how this dinner plays out And again, I'm almost also willing to see it in real life And I hope you come back when you have your next project to talk about on our show again Thank you very much Yeah, it's been great That's Vietnam for today Thank you so much for joining us at home, at work, on your phone, wherever you are, whatever you're doing And a special thanks to today's guest, Paco Robert
0: Our show is produced by Kim Vu and Grant Morris
1: our technical director is Chris Kehoe
0: Our web guru is Dr. Cliff Brigden
1: Our theme song, Four Step de Milo Was written by Taylor Smith and performed by the Swamp Lilies
0: The fabulous audio quality of this show is brought to you in part by Presonus Audio Electronics Presonus makes some of the best audio recording and live sound products Including Studio One music production software Studio Live digital mixing consoles And Eris Studio monitors And much more Visit www.presonus.com for more information.
1: You can follow us on Twitter at It's New Orleans. You can like us on Facebook. We're at It's New Orleans. And you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and Stitcher.
0: You can listen to more episodes of Vietnola shows on our website, itsneworleans.com, as well as other shows Happy Hour, Out to Lunch, Mindset, True the Game, and Midnight Menu Plus One.
1: Keep up with all kinds of fun happenings here at Vietnola by getting on our mailing list. Sign up on our website, itsneworleans.com.
0: Vietnola was recorded today in the city of New Orleans. If you'd like to be a guest on Vietnola, we would love to have you. Drop us a line. You'll find all the info on our website.
1: Vietnola is produced by INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com.
0: For Kim Vu and everyone here at Vietnola, thanks for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you back here next week for our next episode of Vietnola. Until then, I'm Dan Wally Baker.
1: And I'm Kim Vu. Goodbye. Bye. You know Labor Day signals the unofficial end of summer, but not the end of your outdoor projects. Lowe's helps you do it right and helps you save with Labor Day deals throughout the store. Shop now and get two bags of Stay Green Potty Mix for $12. And keep your lawn looking neat and trim with a Craftsman 2 Cycle 17-inch Gas String Trimmer, now $20 off at just $119. Whatever's still on your to-do list this Labor Day, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 828. Soil offer excludes Alaska and Hawaii, U.S. only.